wrap it up with key point number three. Our confession then prompts us to repentance. Picking up verse 10. And now, O our God, what shall we say after this? For we have forsaken your commandments, which you commanded by your servants the prophets, saying, The land which you are entering to possess is an unclean land with the uncleanness of the peoples of the land, with their abominations which have filled it from one end to the other with their impurity. Now, therefore, do not give your daughters as, as wives for their sons, nor take their daughters to your sons, and never seek their peace or prosperity, that you may be strong and eat the good of their land, and leave it as an inheritance to your children forever. And after all that has come upon us for our evil deeds and for our great guilt, since you, our God, have punished us less than our iniquities deserve, and have given us such deliverance as this, should we again break your commandments and join in marriage with the people committing these abominations? Would you not be angry with us until you had consumed us so that there would be no remnant or survivor? O Lord God of Israel, you are righteous, for we are left as a remnant, as it is this day. Here we are before you in our guilt, though no one can stand before you because of this. In these final verses of chapter 9, and then continuing into chapter 10, we see that not only Ezra desires repentance, but that the remnant actually agreed with Ezra. And they repented as well. Now, what does repent mean? Let's give a biblical definition there as well. The repentance there, it just, it just means this. It's a, it's a churchy word, and we see it every now and then. The, the word repent comes from the word metanoia. The idea is to change your mind. I grew up hearing it this way all the time. Uh, I would hear people say, you know, repent means to change direction. It means you're going this way and you should repent and you should start going that way. Well, now that's partially true. But it's only part of the story. Let me put it this way. Um, if, if you consider this the world's way and you consider this God's way, uh, and I am walking toward the world's way, but someone says, hey, you, know, you want to come to church with me? I'll say, sure. And then I might go to church with them. Now, I'm walking this way, but if I never change my mind, my mind is actually, I still want to go this way. I, want to, I really want to go the world's way, so I'll go every now and then. I might, I might join you every now and then, but my mind is really to go this way. Repentance is this. Repentance is, God, I don't want to go this way anymore. I've been going the world's way, and it's leading to more destruction. It's leading to more trouble. Every time I go the world's way, I end up, I end up hurting myself or I end up hurting others. There's got to be something better. Lord, I changed my mind. I don't think I want to go the world's way anymore. I want to go your way. And because I changed my mind, what do I do? Change my direction right? Then I change my direction. 
and I've changed my mind, and i changed my direction. Now I begin to follow the Lord's way, and I begin to pursue the things of the Lord. Now, that's not to say that every now and then I might make a mistake and head this direction, but here's the good news about that. I recognize it's folly. I recognize it's challenges because why? My heart really is set on going this way. And even though every now and then I might find myself stumbling and going this way, I've already made up my mind. I want to go this way. I want to follow the Lord's way. And that's what repentance is. Repentance is not just changing your behavior. Because we can always change our behavior for a season or for a moment. But we always have that internal autopilot, if you will, that's going to lead us right back to the sin. And we're in that terrible cycle again that Ezra's talking about. How do we break away from that? begins with repentance. Change our mind. Now, I can't help but wonder how our nation would respond. Perhaps you are in agreement with Ezra. You grieve over the sin of your nation and find yourself on your knees before God in need of his mercy. Or you could read this passage and you go, you know, they really didn't do anything that bad. I mean, after all, it was just marriage to some non-Israelite. Why does it matter? Why is it such a big deal? And the truth is, your response is going to reveal what you believe to be true about God. Your response is going to reveal what you believe to be true about his word. Your response is going to reveal what you believe to be true about the gospel and the gospel narrative. And it's my hope and it's my prayer that you identify with the remnant of Israel on this point. We have no righteousness to plead before him. On your screen are a few discussion questions for you to use, and we encourage you to take a picture of the screen with your phone. If you have your cell phone, take a picture of the screen. Then you're going to have that with you. You can take it with you, use it for, your, uh, for yourself. You can maybe with your family or with a small group, uh, whatever is convenient. But use that as an opportunity to, to follow up and have additional discussion about what it means to follow the Lord. And one last thought, and then we're going to spend some time praying together. Our greatest challenges are not those that come from outside influence. The greatest challenge we face is the challenge to be faithful to God.